All right. So, five things that I will just never understand. First, what is the common era? Okay, like, what is that? So, BC equals before Christ. I, uh, that's pretty self-explanatory. AD is Anno Domini, I think, Domini, I don't speak Latin, which translates to in the year of our Lord, which is also pretty self-explanatory. BCE means before common era, and CE equals the common era. So we currently live in the year 2022 AD, in the year of our Lord, and the year 2022 common era. What? <laughs> so the birth of Jesus Christ is what marked the transition of before Christ to in the year of our Lord. But what initiated the shift to from before the common era, era to the common era? Like what, what, was, what was the impetus? What changed? What made the common era the common era, okay? Because I'm pretty sure that the only thing that happened in the year 1 AD was the birth of Jesus Christ. I mean, there's something else that's, that was monumental enough to shift the calendar. Let me know, because that's, that's I would really like to know, because otherwise, why? why? Why did we change this to common era? Is it just because you didn't want to offend people? Who? Who are you going to offend? Uh, people who don't believe in Jesus Christ? I mean, okay, fine. That's fair. The, then the, why not just give me something that makes sense? You know, like we want to talk about this is the year XXXX after the fall of Rome. That makes sense. The fall of Rome, sure. Or even the rise of Rome. Why just change the acronym? to something else, even though it literally means the same thing. It just makes you look, it just makes you look ridiculous. Every time I read a book that refers to year XCE or year XBCE, I just roll my eyes because it doesn't mean anything. Um, number two, uh, pro-abortion arguments. And, and I'm not even getting into the pro-life, pro-choice thing in and of itself. I, I'm just talking about the arguments that are the most popular that pro the, the, the pro-abortionists use. Um, so, like, my body, my choice. That is a what we call a universal truth. So if you believe that, that a woman has perfect autonomy over her body in regards to abortion then you also believe that everyone has complete autonomy over their bodies for everything, whether it's suicide or self-harm or assisted suicide. You believe that people are perfectly acceptable in their, uh, uh, is perfectly justified in their eating disorders, whether it's bulimia or anorexia or overeating. You're, you support recreational drug abuse. You support tattoos. You support multiple piercings when and wherever. You support self-mutilation. That guy who went on some show, I don't think it was Jerry Springer, it might have been uh, Dr. Phil, who had taken a hacksaw and cut off both of his legs because he identified as a disabled person. And, and everybody just clapped. So, I mean, I guess, you know, you're, you're all for body autonomy, I guess. I was just like, I'm sorry. That's, that's self-mutilation. And that man needed help well before he got to that point. Okay. Um, 
But not only that, you also support vaccine choice. You support, or you you are against mandatory masking. You you support eating meat. You support vegetarianism. You support veganism. You support all of these things. If you support, if you stand for my body, my choice. Okay, that's just like everything. And then we have rape, incest, and life of the mother, um, which are legitimate. I'm, you know, there there are people who get pregnant. From, from rape and incest, although life of the mother isn't quite as big of a deal anymore um, worldwide, but not so much in America. If it's a life of the mother situation, it, most of the time they're going to be able to save the baby and the mother. There's just, there's, it doesn't really make sense unless we're looking at it from a psychological position where a girl was raped or ha uh, and and she psychologically is incapable of carrying this child then it might be a life of the mother situation due to suicide but that aside why are we trying to use exceptions to create rules that's like saying um murder uh, 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 killing somebody in self-defense is okay so we're gonna say killing is okay in general like what I, murder is wrong, but if somebody is attacking you and you kill them and they die, I don't think that counts as murder. That's self-defense. So I just like, you, you just can't, I mean, that doesn't make any sense. We can create rules and then we can have exceptions, but you can't use exceptions to create rules. That's just not how that works. Um, and then there's, oh my gosh, there's this one. And, and um, when I first heard this, it was, it, it I read it in a news article, I think. And the news article was um, pro-choice argument uh, delivered at pro-life convention or something. Completely floors pro-lifers. They can't respond. And I'm like, okay. So I read it. And when I read it, I was like, well, they probably couldn't respond because they were speechless from the stupidity of it. And here's how it goes. If you're in a fertility clinic and the fertility clinic is on fire, do you save the embryos in the room that you're in or do you try and save the child that you can hear behind this locked door? That's like the stupidest thing I have ever heard. You're in your house and your house is on fire and behind this door is your child and behind this door is your grandmother. Are you going to try and save your child or are you going to try and save your grandmother? You're in an animal shelter and you're in the kill section and it's on fire. Are you gonna save the animals that were that were slated to be killed anyway or are you gonna try and break down this door to save the puppies? I mean, it's just like the stupidest thing I have ever heard in my entire life. And I've heard some pretty stupid stuff, okay? Abortion is healthcare. Why? Because responsibility is a disease? I just like, I'm, if you don't want children, don't have sex, okay? It's like, why should taxpayers be responsible for your healthcare because you didn't want to abstain? I mean, it's like, if, if you want to do the deed, deal with the consequences, okay? It's just like, if you want an abortion, pay for it yourself. I shouldn't have to pay for you to have an abortion. I'm not going to pay for your condoms. I'm not going to pay for your birth control pills. Why should I have to pay for your abortion? Number three, people who get blackout drunk on purpose. I, I don't really have anything like super extensive to say about this other than I personally don't like being out of control of myself and my behavior. So I just literally cannot understand that. So that was, that was quick and easy. Uh, number four, people who don't believe in aliens. 
I, I mean, you know, whether you're a creationalist or you're an intelligent designist, is, is that is that the is that right? Intelligent designist? I don't know, supporter of intelligent design. Um, or an evolutionist. The idea that humanity is alone in this vast universe is absolutely ridiculous, okay? Just like the mathematical probability is just for for a, an from an evolutionary standpoint is, is like of of course. I mean if it happened once that means it's it it's it's possible, which means it's probably happened more than once, okay? So in this vast universe of billions of galaxies which have billions of solar systems, there's probably at least one other that managed evolution. And if you are on the god side, it's kind of arrogant to think that we're the only planet that God created and put life on. I mean, he's all, I mean, he's, he's eternal, right? From one end of eternity to the other end of the, of eternity, he's never ending. Uh, and, and I know a lot of Christians who believe that the earth is literally only 7,000 years old based off of the Bible. So if we're like a literal eye blink in eternity, What's he going to do for the rest of it? What was he doing before? I mean, that's just like, it's just weird to think that he waited eons and eons and eons just specifically to create us. And after we're all dead, he's going to wait eons and eons and eons more to do nothing, I guess. I don't know. I I, I don't know. I, I'm not trying, again, I'm not trying to be offensive. I'm never trying to be offensive. I just sometimes come off that way. Now, do I think that aliens are little green men or that they that it's like Star Wars out there? No, I don't. I honestly think that they look just like us. And they're at various stages of advancement from, pre, from, from prehistoric to interstellar. Um, but why haven't they contacted us if there's, if there's life out there? Why haven't we heard from them? Well, why haven't they heard from us? And what, what is this with, with this like prevalent idea, especially in science fiction, that alien races are so much more advanced than we are? I mean, who's to say that, they're, that they are? Maybe they are, but who's to say? Um, as for, you know, contact, our best options right now I'm and again I'm not super up to date on this but I'm, I'm pretty sure we still send out either radio waves or variations of it so we're limited to the speed of, uh, to, to slower than the speed of light okay it's like just to get out of our solar system takes years by the time any of our communications actually reach people and get bounced back to us will have been long gone from this earth okay so just because we haven't gotten any return contact from the contact that we started sending out in like the 50s at best doesn't mean that there's nothing out there and and it's really kind of ridiculous to think that aliens don't exist because of that or other reasons. I don't know. I just, I don't get it. Um, and yet, you know, here, I need to, where's my tinfoil hat? <laughs> Number five, the exclusion of God from science. I talked about this a little bit in my, um, Earth was seated by aliens, but, you know, you, you can't prove a negative. You can't prove that God doesn't exist. There are, we're on the, on the flip side, you can prove that God does exist, and there are plenty of people who feel like they have found who that they have proof that God exists 
Even just from a scientific standpoint, the perfection in nature, we know that nature follows rules, that nature is organized, that nature is built on perfection. And that to me, I mean, why would a perfect God not know the rules of perfection? It just, that doesn't make sense. Where are all of my hippogriffs and my unipegs, okay? I just like, where? where? I want a unipeg, okay? If, if, if they exist, I want one because my niece will love me forever. Math has proven that infinity exists, that, that mathematically eternity stretches on both sides forever and ever and ever, and it can keep going and going and going. So if, if math has proven that infinity exists, why, why can there not be infinite beings? I, I don't know, it's just like, as an aside, I kind of always figured that God is a higher being. I think he literally is. Like, we we live on the third dimension, but we know that there's a fourth and a fifth and a sixth, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Maybe he really is just like a being that's living on a higher dimension. Maybe he's literally higher in that way. Um, there's, there's no reason why God and science can't be reconciled other than the fact that, you know, there's staunch traditionalists on both sides who say it's either one or the other either god exists and he's and he's you know it's everything is is literal from the bible from the four corners of the earth which means that the earth is flat the earth the earth isn't flat we've been to space we've seen the round of the earth i'm I, i'm sorry to burst your bubble um to you know it just it's just there's, there's nothing that says that science and God are incompatible. So that's, yeah, that's what I got for you. The five things that I will probably never understand. There are more, but, you know, I figured that's a good start. <laughs>